a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the servant on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper <laughs> is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Layton. Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk Radio points. Hey, welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio, uh, the theological uh, game show that everyone loves. Uh, I thought you were going to call me the theological bull rider just then. Oh, you were so excited there, weren't you? <laughs> you, you thought, at oh, last, yes, he's, finally. he's accepted my title, my, my self-proclaimed title, and then... Uh, <laughs> To be disappointed once again. <laughs> oh, we are the world's uh, most the world's most famous theological game show, That's Lutheran theological game show, at least. That is absolutely true. <laughs> All right. Well, for today's lineup, after doing buzzwords, we are going to. Did you do a buzzword, by the way? Oh yeah, I got it. I got it get, right here for you. <laughs> I thought I'd have to remind you. No, no, um, it's ready. Oh man, am I ready for this show? <laughs> we haven't done it in a while, so I thought maybe you'd you'd forgotten how this works. So what we well, do is no, we, we talk true, for about twelve minutes and then we go to break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll remember that. <laughs> talk. Don't forget to talk. Let me write a note. After buzzwords, we're going to play this ancient game we've played only once before called the Christian or Secular. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the game where uh, I play a, a song for, for Pastor Wolfman, and he has to determine whether it's uh, performed by a Christian band or a secular band. And then uh, in the rest of the, the, the show, we're going to be playing Are You Smarter Than a Returning Vicar? Oh, and, uh, the that's con- you. You're yeah. the contestant, huh? <laughs> the contestant for that is yours truly. And uh, We went all out to get guests for the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the oh, truth boy. is, it was uh, we talked uh, like 10 o'clock last night. So, do you wanna, what do you want to do for the show tomorrow? And uh, I don't know. Do you think you can get any guests in? Uh, probably not. I'll just do it. <laughs> don't See, let out our secret that we don't prepare this weeks in advance. You're going to crush all the people at home. Well, I, I think it's important to point out that the listeners suffer when we when we don't get guests. It's the listeners who suffer. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We not only do we teach theology, but we teach this theology of the cross. You know, your own little. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if we have any time left at the end of the show, we, we might play some chick moments in the news. Uh, we'll see if we get to that. So. Uh, without further ado, Pastor, what is your theological buzzword? My buzzword for you, Evan, is the word demons. Ooh, demons. I was thinking about this because I, you know, I was thinking about all the questions I get as a pastor for this second game we're going to play, and one of them is, who, who are the, who is the offspring of the devil? Is that the demons? Well, no, the, the devil can't have offspring. The demons are uh, that the, the Lord created at some point all the all the angels, and the Bible tells us that a third of the stars fell from heaven. That's Revelation. That the, we assume that's the demons, so that a third of the angels fell in the devil's revolt and and hardened their heart against the Lord and His gifts, and now 
uh, are his enemies, the enemies of the of the church and the enemies of the Christian. So we see uh, all sorts of demonic activity uh, throughout the scriptures uh, where the demons are trying to overthrow, working with the devil, are trying to overthrow uh, the church and our own Christian faith. So this is this is why Paul says things like, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Uh, that, that's talking about the, the demonic forces that, um, uh, that uh, are fighting in the world. There it is, demons. And uh, the theological buzzword I have for you is one we haven't used before, but we've used uh, uh, many other theological buzzwords that mean the same thing, and that is depravity, uh, speaking of the dep- depravity of man. And uh, so when we talk about the depravity of man, we, we talk about how because uh, Adam and Eve uh, sinned in the Garden of Eden, and then uh, we are all descendants of Adam and Eve, that we are born uh, depraved, that we are uh, spiritually dead, uh, born into this flesh. And the only way we can have life uh, is, is by the gospel, through, uh, through the gift uh, given to us by God uh, through his word and through his means. Uh, so this is the only way uh, that we can be... Uh, awakened from the, the spiritual death, so depravity. And this is important because if we uh, start to uh, change our doctrine of man, that, that, that we are spiritually depraved, then all of a sudden what our view of Christ and our view of the gospel and the view of, of his gifts start to change. In other words, if the problem that man has is just uh, sort of something that he can it's a downer, but he can get out of it. Uh, then, then we don't really need to fully rely on Christ. We just need Christ's help. I concur. All right, depravity. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so, how this game works? I think I just described it. But uh, what's the game? Oh, we're playing secular or Christian. Yes. You're and, gonna. You you must have heard some song on the radio that got you thinking about this game. And you're like, ooh, I gotta, we gotta bring this back. This is hard, This is a hard game. The, the truth is, I do. When I hear a song on the radio, I think, what is this? Uh, and it could go either way. I write it down, and I usually wait to get like three or four of them. It just takes a long time. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I just don't listen that much radio. I, I don't know. So anyway, I, I have I have about four of these for you, and uh, the task is to to determine whether. Uh, this is from a Christian band or a secular band, and also the tough thing is, is there's some bands that kind of ride the fence or switch sides, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh like man, U two or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, you know, this is, most of our games, the way we have it set up is that you know the, we're trying to teach uh, biblical discernment in these games. So the rules of the game are, are teaching you discernment, and then the playing of the game is just kind of showing you how it works. But this game is a little bit different because even just the fact that we play this game is a statement <laughs> yeah, in that's itself. That's true. You know, I mean, it's not like the rules really matter or just the fact that you can play this game uh is uh, just a, a kind of a sad commentary on the state <laughs> of things in the church or it, maybe it's a sad commentary on the state of things in secular music <laughs> yeah no i don't know i think it's a, i think it's the former because i i think this is a result of uh of, of christians needing to uh have have a uh Something worldly in the church. So in other words, that uh, I, I was talking to one of my friends, and he was just really frustrated with the with the state of the church. He said, you know, it's like you have to uh, bring yourself out of the world, but you come out of worldliness and come to the church and have like a new kind of worldliness, you know. And so you have, you know, uh, Christian movies to watch and Christian uh, music to listen to. It's like I was just watching movies and 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 mu- listening to music when I was in the world, what's the difference? You know, Christian and, talk radio. And, and they just you know, clean it up a little bit, you know? It's, it's nice. The uh, uh, Christian <laughs> game shows. 
<laughs> yeah, that's... it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. Well, uh, I wonder if no, if someone says if someone's going to make a game that says Christian or secular game show, which is it? And then a <laughs> clip from our show is going to be on there. Yeah, that would uh, like a clip from us, and then a clip from uh, uh, who are those uh, car guys? Car talk. Oh yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite. There's some shows. sort of Christian inferiority complex where we, oh yeah, we could we got to do that too. Yes. Uh, oh well. Hmm. All right, let's get to it. I'm ready for the first entry here. All right, this uh, is your first entry. I can't tell you what it is. Time is just because I am. Things just seem to feel a little bit different. You understand? Believe it or not, but life is not apparently about me anyways. But I have met the one who really is worthy, so let me say. So long, You like this one? I think the guy has a bit of a sense of humor. <laughs> you know, I think uh, if 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 you are a Christian and you have talent to write songs, uh, you should write hymns or really basically anything but praise songs. That's what I want to <laughs> counsel you. To. Just don't write praise songs. Something like this would be all right. You know, I think go for the Latino rap. I mean, we need more Latino rap, Christian. Just whatever you do, don't write a praise I, song. I think you know, we have our friend, you know, that we always talk to, uh, Chris Tomlin. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we talked to him once, and uh, we should tell him that. He said, you know, there's a real gap in Latino rap. Could you <laughs> fill that gap, Chris Tomlin? Hola, <laughs> <laughs> amigos. <laughs> this has to be Christian. This is a, so long, self. I found somebody else. Don't cry. I'm kicking you out the door. That's that's kind of classic. I, that's pretty funny. It's got to be this guy. Uh, what was the line in there that says, um, um, right, kind of right before the chorus started? Um, that I mean, so it's it's. I, I'm gonna guess that this is a. I mean, it can't be anything but a Christian. Uh, talking about how he's a Christian now, and so instead of living for himself uh, at the center, he's gonna he's gonna live for the Lord Jesus. Uh, of course, Jesus isn't mentioned in this sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, do, you, do you ever see that illustration that you get sometimes? So you have like the circle, which is you, and then in the middle is is your heart, and and then, <laughs> then sometimes you have uh, the Savior within the circle, but he's not on the seat of your heart. Right. Right. That's right. So well, now move out the door. <laughs> So, don't cry. Don't pout. So. <laughs> Is this a Christian okay. song? We're going to find out right after this break. Don't go away. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio. 
the disaster continues. After this game, after you get done playing Christian or Secular, we're going to be playing Are You Smarter Than a Returning Vicar? Uh, but first, Pastor Wolfmuller uh, has guessed that this song before him is a Christian song. Is that right? Yes, that's right. I think it's a Christian song. Some guy's singing about his conversion and about how, and he's telling his, his uh, old sinful self not to pout. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. I like it. Yeah. And by the way, you know, we got to have different standards for, uh, mention this in the break, we got to have different standards for our, in our praise song cruncher versus in our song on the radio cruncher. Uh, because, um, so th- we're not crunching this song. We're just trying to find out if it's Christian, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. This is a Christian song. Very good. Ding, 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 All ding. Right. Uh, this is by a band by the name of Mercy Me. Oh, yeah, I've heard so, of those guys. So there you go. Kind of out right. of the loop for a while, but is that the only, you got another one for 200 me? 200 points for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got, uh, one, two, three more for you. Oh, man. You don't yeah. want to play this forever. <laughs> Right. Well, let's get it going here. This is your next entry for Christian or Secular. It sounds overproduced. I'm going to guess Christian. <laughs> I run from hate. I run from prejudice, I run from pessimists, but I run too late. I run my life, or is it running me, run from my past? I run too fast, or too slow it seems. When I run. This I, this is a, I don't know. This one is a is totally neutral. I mean, I can't. I, I run from prejudice. I run from my past. I run to you. The two people singing. So you know, you have the guy and the girl singing. So in one sense, I I want to think. Well, that's got to be Christian because it's only you know you. I mean, a band normally has guys or girls, you know, you, but the kind of mixed band thing has, <laughs> has your praise band sort of thing to it. So they're, not, they're not a boy band or this, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so, so, but then the, you have the guy and the girl singing in harmony, I want to run to you, and it's like, well, maybe that's... I mean, there's some sort of, uh, you know, husband and wife duo or something. Mm. <laughs> it's an upstart. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I, it's got to be... I mean, the... the, the the only way I think I'm going to guess Christian in this is just because I, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. 
But that's the I one that I'm going to get, though. Wait, wait. I, I want to make a point on that. It seemed, because we talked earlier in the show how a lot of these bands kind of switch sides, you know? They'll start out Christian and they'll go secular. It's like, it's easier to make it in the in the Christian genre, you know? But once you get catch a lot of popularity, it's like, well, we could do this. You know, we we could put on our big boy pants and, and be a band. You know, we could do this. So, so then they switch and go to the secular realm. Oh, man. Yeah. So, how did I do? Oh, Who's you're this? you're gonna guess uh, secular on this? No, 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 Christian. I'm oh, get, remember? Christian. Okay. Well, you went you waffled, so I wasn't sure which way you're going. Well, I mean, it was a waffly sort of song. Okay, but. so you're guessing Christian. I'm gonna play the chorus to answer your question. Baby. Oh, I'm the only one I no, I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> the word baby. <laughs> this are, this Man, are, reminds me of. Uh, I, I I don't watch South Park, but everybody tells me about this episode where uh, they're writing praise songs, so they take regular songs and and take out baby and put in Jesus. <laughs> That word baby did it. <laughs> so do you lose 200 oh. points for eating it wrong? Is that how No, I just don't get any points. Oh, come we got on. a one-way point valve except for in um <laughs> Jeopardy. Except for Jeopardy. I don't like that game anymore, Jeopardy. I'm refusing <laughs> to play that anymore. I got walloped last time. <sighs> still still pretty sore from that. So that was secular. Who who was that? Uh, is that some country duet? Yes, it was uh Lady Annabellum is the name of uh, the the group. So, <laughs> so you were wrong. It was a it was a country oh, country man. So, well, there you go. All right. Well, there's uh two more here. Here's the next one for Christian or secular. <laughs> I like this one already. <laughs> That's your next entry. Well, there you go. That's a, that one's kind of cool. Uh, guys singing "Coming Down to the River," kind of a revivalistic baptism song. I'm gonna guess that you're gonna try to trick me on this. That this is some. This is like, uh, uh, oh, who are those guys? It's uh, I can't think of it. Uh, it's some sort of country band that's singing about uh, just kind of singing a revival song, and that it's even though it's it kind of has Christian lyrics, that it's a secular song album band. So I'm gonna guess, uh, but just because you're a tricker, I'm gonna guess secular on that one. See, I figured you would think that I was trying to trick you, and so I did made it obvious, and that this is actually a Christian band. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I knew. Oh you were, man, I knew you were the gonna double reverse it. psychology. <laughs> 
Oh, now I can't depend on anything anymore. <laughs> the whole world has become shaky. I heard this one. I thought, you know, Pastor will probably overanalyze this one. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's like you're playing the game. What What is Pastor going to say to that? What was that game called? Uh, what was it? Remember how we tried to guess what we would say about it, and you'd try to guess the buzzwords that the guy yeah, would yeah. use in his but, answer? Yeah, uh, the predictable pastor, the predictable... The predictable pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you got me on that one. Oh, that was good. Okay, I've got one more. So you're, you're still stuck with 200 points with this one-way one wave point valve. Oh, man, you, you should be a negative 200. But here we go. Here's the last one uh, for Christian or secular. <laughs> I'm going to have a tough time with this one. <laughs> All right, any idea on that one? Yeah, look at that's the uh, Save the Nations Come by Ambrose. You know, we sing the version that Luther translated. We our translate. You got follow this. Our translation is a translation of Luther's German, which is a translation of Ambrose's Latin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's certainly a Christian hymn. That is it. Okay, and not to confuse. I mean, I think it's good, it has as good a distinction, you know, that we have music for worship and music for. Uh, you know, just to listen to for entertainment, that's fine. I was just, you know, simply making the point that you can make a song that's in, you know, pretty easy to tell when you say, you know, Savior of the Nations come. That's a... Although, yeah, yeah, in the last one, you had to come to the river and lay your problems down, and you you thought that was secular. It was too cool sounding. (laughs) You just judge purely on production quality. (laughs) I do. It's pretty bad. So I judge our show to be Christian. <laughs> wait a minute, that's an insult. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right, well, uh, I'll, I'll explain how this next game works, and then we'll uh, begin playing it on the other side. This is uh, called Are You Smarter Than a Returning Vicar? And how this works, it's uh, a pastor... Uh, brings questions that he has uh, c- pertaining to pastoral care that he has encountered. He's always changed a little bit to protect protect uh, identity and stuff, but uh, d- from the parish and, and ask them to me. Then I ask Pastor Wolfmuller some questions, questions uh, from class or from school or or uh, questions that have come up uh, during my studies. And so uh, the point of this, see, see there's this this huge gap between. Uh, have a theological study and, and practical, I don't know, parish life, as if as if there's this huge thing. Uh, but the point of this game is to show that there's actually some continuity between the things that we study theologically and and the things that we uh, bring about to comfort souls in the parish. So that's the point of this game. And uh, right after this, we're going to start playing that Are You Smarter Than a Returning Vicar? Right after this. Uh, you are listening to Table Talk Radio, and uh, you can give us a call at 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-SOLA, or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Table Talk Radio, answering the age-old question. 
If a radio show is broadcasting and no one listens, does it still make a sound? Table Talk Radio is rockin' awesome. And now it's time for Table Talk Extras with Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. What's the most dangerous thing in the world? What do we have to beware of? What do we have to watch out for? Is it sharks or snakes or bears? Islamic terrorists or communist dictators? What is it? What are we to be afraid of? What are we to watch out for? What are we to be on guard? When the word beware is used in the scriptures, it is most often used about false teachers. That's what Jesus says. He says in the Sermon on the Mount, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. Inwardly, they're ravenous wolves, starving. They'll do anything they can to find something to devour. Beware of these, Jesus says. Because false prophets, which come with a false teaching and a false Christ, don't just kill our bodies, but also kill our souls. Again, Jesus says, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. That's Matthew 16. Paul says the same thing. Beware. That no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ, Colossians 2. And St. Peter chimes in too, beware. You therefore, beloved, seeing that you know these things, beware that you also, being led astray with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, Second Peter 3. The scriptures warn us to beware, to be on guard, to watch out, to not be deceived or tricked by false teaching. Because if we lose the teaching of Christ, the truth of the gospel, we lose our eternal life. Therefore, beware of false prophets, but cling to the truth of Christ. This has been a production of Table Talk Radio. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are playing Are You Smarter Than a Returning Vicar? And uh, I am the contestant. So how's this work? Should I, should I throw one to, towards you first, Pastor? Yeah, what, what do you want? You want a chance at points first to get yourself on the board or whatever? I'm, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll take the chance at... Uh, <laughs> You getting these wrong. <laughs> um, All right. So you, what do you have, questions from your dog two test or something? Dog three. Okay, so uh, after Vicarage, I, I went back to the seminary for a summer class, and I took Dogmatics three, uh, which is, is, is separated into, into three classes, Dog one, two, and three, uh, for the three articles of the Creed. Uh, and um, so Dog three would be obviously the third article, uh, talking about the Holy Spirit and the Church, ecclesiology and these things. And uh, the textbook uh, for these classes is... Uh, uh, Peeper's Dogmatics. Uh, Francis Peeper was a uh, president of the LCMS, and he wrote this dogmatics text. Um, do you know when, Pastor? I don't. I don't know off the top of my head about when the. Was no, the, he was. I think originally in German. I could pull one down here. But anyway, so 18, so these are the 1918 or something. Okay, so he he wrote these texts, and, and we still use them in the seminary today. And so um, I, I this particular class had had. Hey, 1950. It says here copyright 1950. It's got to be before that. Yeah, yeah. That must have been uh, a reprint. The project or was brought to completion in 1924. It says here okay. in the forward. Okay. So um, we we had a couple tests, and so I have I just have the study guide still from from this, and I thought it'd be a, a good resource to play. Uh, Are you smarter than a returning vicar? And uh, let's see, what question am I going to have for you, Pastor? Hmm. There's a lot of good ones on here. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, here's one. 
Question number 52 on my study guide. Discuss the question of the duration of the sacramental union. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay. Now, what this is talking about, this, oh, what a what a hornet's nest. This <laughs> there was, um, what, so there originated in, um, in the Roman Catholic Church, um, um, uh, what we call Eucharistic devotion. And and what and how that uh, so the, so the, so the question is about the sacramental union and that is talking about the the body and blood of Christ being in the bread and in the wine. Well, the Roman Catholic Church, as they took the doctrine of transubstantiation, said that the body, the bread, becomes the body of Christ essentially, and the re- and the wine essentially becomes the blood of Jesus and remains that uh, as soon as the words are spoken or the bell is rung. Uh, etc. And what what that led to is a Eucharistic devotion. You would take the then the consecrated bread and wine, and you'd place it in a host box. You would have a Corpus Christi crusade. That means the body of Christ uh, parade. You'd, you'd bring the body of Christ and parade it all around and this sort of thing. Uh, the, the Lutherans came along, and while they didn't deny that this was the body and the blood of Christ, they said, look, it was it, the words of institution include the command, take and eat. He didn't say take and and adore or take and and parade. march around the city <laughs> or yeah take and go on a parade or anything. It says take and eat, take and drink, so that the the words of insti- institution include the entire sacramental act. So what this has led to is uh, uh, the question of is that the Lord's body apart from its use? So if, for example, the the bread. Uh, is consecrated and is now the Lord's body, but then isn't distributed. Is there a point at which the Lord Jesus says, "Well, it was the body; my body was there for the purpose of being eaten, but now that it's not being eaten, then He would withdraw His sacramental presence." And this is then the question of sacramental duration. Um, but perhaps it's just it's a, the goal of this question is to not ask the question, but to, um, but to because it. It, it it introduces a, a a question of uncertainty where the Lord would have certainty. So we want to keep the whole sacramental act together, the taking the bread, the consecrating, the eating and the drinking of the bread and of the wine, the Lord's body and the Lord's blood. And then we know that we have in this his promise uh, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Very good. I will give you 200 points for that. Uh, you have 600 points in this show. Congratulations. I don't know what to do with all these points. I can't wait to hear what these points are worth at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, that's right. How did how did you do on that question? Um, I don't remember it. I don't remember that was on the test. See, he gives us a study guide of like a hundred questions. So you're you're spending uh, all night and all day filling this thing out, and then there's 20 questions on the test. <laughs> yeah, there's this passage in the Formula of Concord that talks about this Formula of Concord article. Eight, seven, eight, which is about the Lord's Supper. Uh, seven, I think. And uh, and there's this question about about the, the the sacramental use and keeping all of these things together. Uh, so. Well, I will say go. that that uh, in, in the class and in, in, in studying this, I did I did kind of learn this because uh, formerly I, I I had a false view that uh, I guess of a continuing duration because uh, because of the respect that we show these things uh, the, the 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 you know bread and wine afterwards. And so, just I guess because of our practice, I had I had always thought that uh, there's a continued duration, um, but we just show you respect to these things because of the fact that that these are the elements of which uh, Christ uh, used to distribute His body and blood. So we still treat them with respect following communion. 
Right. There is an error on the other side of things called receptionism, and that's the error that the Lord joins his body to the bread and his blood to the wine at the point of consumption. Right. Um, so some Lutherans have held this view, and it just it can't be sustained from the words of institution, but it's the view that it's not until the bread now is being consumed, is being eaten, that now the words have kind of been fulfilled and the Lord grants his body to be there. Uh, and that, again, is an error, uh, receptionism. It was popular in the early Missouri Synod, um, but uh, it's kind of been, it's fallen out of, uh, it's, it, if there's maybe some receptionists listening, you know, you know, guys know you're on the outside of things. It's, it's not so popular anymore. But but this is this is the key of this whole discussion, is that, that it all comes back to our Lord's, Lord's words uh, for what was this instituted. And so uh, when, when, we, when we focus on, on the words of Christ given for you for the forgiveness of sins uh, and, t- and taken take and eat, take and drink, uh, when, when we focus on that, then we have our, our theology correct. Right. Okay, what do you have for me? Hey, here's one. Okay. Uh, hey, pastor. So this is the, I, I asked pastoral, pastoral practice questions here to Evan. Here's one. I did not too re- uh, long ago. Hey, pastor, how come my aunt isn't a Christian? <laughs> Oh gosh! All right. Uh, well, okay. So when, when, th- this is the thing when we when we ask this question because I I, w- I would think uh, pastor does this question kind of a question come up a lot? Oh yeah. Yeah, I would think it is. Um, and so when when we this is to attempting to answer the question of which we 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 cannot answer. Uh, this you know to so boil it back down to the question why are some saved and not others? I mean this is the same thing. And what we can. The only thing that we can do is speak to what we have been given by the Holy Scriptures, uh, and that is that that those who uh, who are not saved are not such because of their sin, uh, that that they that they reject the work of the Holy Spirit, and those who are saved uh, are so not because of their own works or doings, uh, but because they've been given the gift of faith uh, by the Holy Spirit through the means uh, which God has given. Um, and so that that's all we've been given given by Holy Scripture, and so uh, this this becomes hard when, when we when we make a, a a personal deal. We want to know, know why Aunt Betty isn't isn't a Christian, and we don't really know the answer. But but maybe something to to bring to bear in the conversation is is that the only way this person can come to belief is by the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, working through the means, which the gospel, you know, so so this would 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 give us the uh, motivation to to tell to tell Aunt Betty or whoever it is about Jesus, about uh, about what Christ has done, uh, to, to proclaim God's word in law and gospel, the the law and the sinners and the gospel and the sweetness, uh, and this is this is how the Lord works. So uh, I don't know how do I do, Pastor? Yeah, that's good. I mean, it is. I mean, the. the uh, I always, and this is, I mean, this is almost just a piece of advice. It's not really, and it's not a theological point, but, you know, there is, you're right. It's essentially the same question. Why are some saved and not others? And then why isn't my aunt saved? I mean, that's the same theological question. But when someone's asking, well, you know, why isn't my aunt saved? It's coming with a lot of um, sorrow, personal pain, this sort of thing. Uh, so, so that while it wants a, a mental answer, it also is... It's already a question asking for comfort. Um, and so, you, you know, when these questions become personal like this, then then really, uh, and I don't know if the answer is any different, but the, it takes on a, a little bit of a different character uh, so that you, I mean, to sympathize in the person's sorrow and say, I don't know. I know that Jesus 
died for your aunt. I know that the Lord desires for her to be saved. I know that the Holy Spirit, through the gospel, calls and enlightens people. Uh, and I know that through your prayers and even through your words and speaking to her, that the Holy Spirit is working, and we trust that his word would uh, keep working too. But why some people remain in unbelief uh, is a is a great mystery, and we, we can never understand it in this life. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. But yeah, you did really well. I mean, that's the right, precisely the right way. So 200 points. I'm going to give you a bonus, 300 points. Yeah. All right. Well, I have one more question for you on the Lord's Supper, and then we'll move on to other questions. All right. Uh, and we have, oh, just a minute here. Uh, how about I just read the question, and we'll come back to okay. it. Okay. Um, and the question is, <laughs> you're going to love this, uh, discuss the question if the Reformed have the Lord's Supper. And then it says in parentheses, use the confessions. Yeah, (laughs) I like it. That is the task before you. You are listening to Table Talk Radio. Uh, We're playing, are you, no, I'm sorry, we're playing, yeah, Are You Smarter Than Returning Vicar, uh, the game where we compare uh, theological study with practical pastoral care. If you would like to send us a note, send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org or give us a call 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Let's see, that's 7652. 1-800-385-7652. <laughs> hey, am I actually, is this an open book thing? Can I open my book of Concord or do I have to keep it shut? I, d- I wasn't allowed to, to use the confessions right, I'll, during the I'll test. Keep it so. closed. I'll keep it closed. All right. <laughs> Don't go away. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We have uh, one more segment of Table Talk Radio right after this. Don't go away. but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Secular. Radio. <laughs> How'd you know? The it's production, awesome the production quality was too good. <laughs> All right. The question before Pastor Wolfmuller for Are You Smarter Than a Returning Vicar is... It's more of a statement. Oh, this is funny, by the way. I, I want to tell this. Um, I'm against humor. Our, oh, never mind. Okay. Um, no, the, the professor that I had for this class was uh, Professor Ziegler, who, who yeah, comes to us from Yeah, what a guy. we got to have him on the air. We do. Um, Are you smarter than a seminary professor? That would be a game you could really wallop me on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we need to play that, actually. Good idea. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he's writing this this study guide for and I This is my first time having Professor Ziegler. And apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently in German, you use an exclamation point for an imperative. And so uh, he has questions like, discuss the question if the Reformed had the Lord's Supper and use the confessions and it's an like exclamation point. And it's like exclamation point on all of these because they're you know, in, essentially imperatives to say discuss the question. And so I thought, man, this guy's really excited about these questions. He has ex- exclamation points, man, all of them. I just thought he was really, he really we into should, study guys. You know, guides. we should change our name from Table Talk Radio to Table Talk Radio exclamation point. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> and we should always italicize that it. That would separate us from all the other Table Talk Radios around. 
<laughs> Maybe we could get some synod funding for that. <laughs> You're the guy to talk to about that. All right. Yeah. Discuss the question of the Reformed had the Lord's Supper and use the confessions. Yeah, it's a tricky. You know why this becomes tricky? So do the Reformed, who are traditionally Reformed, and with the Reformed doctrine, do they have the Lord's Supper or not? The confessions say no. I mean, I can't tell you. This is in the discussion of the Lord's Supper in the Formula of Concord, Article 7, which I was going to look up, but since it's a closed-book test, I have to oh, memorize. Now I, I have feel to feel bad. Memory. Okay, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I won't be able to find it. But, but there's um, – I mean, it's emphatic in there where it says they do not. And But then that, now the question is why? Because if, on the one hand, we acknowledge that the baptism in the Reformed Church and baptism in the Baptist Church and baptism uh, in the Presbyterian Church and baptism in the Catholic Church is valid – if the, if the baptism is valid, then why isn't their Lord's Supper valid? That doesn't make any sense. Have they got the valid one sacrament, but not the valid other sacrament? How, how can you explain this? Well, the, the way you, we understand it is that the validity of the sacrament uh, is dependent upon the confession of the words through which that sacrament is instituted. Now watch this, this is, because this is a key difference between the institution of baptism and the institution of the Lord's Supper. When the Lord Jesus institutes baptism, he institutes it not on the doctrine of baptism, but on the doctrine of the Trinity. He says, go and baptize, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So that every church that confesses Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the doctrine of the Trinity, and baptizes, therefore, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, has a valid baptism. So that here's the Baptist church that believes that baptism is not a sacrament, that it's an ordinance, that it has nothing to do with the forgiveness of sins. And yet we understand that because they baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they actually have a valid baptism, which is forgiving the sins of all those who are baptized. Got it? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the Reformed, sorry, the Lord's Supper, the words of institution with which our Lord gives us the, his Lord's Supper, uh, the words themselves are the words of the Lord's Supper. So he says, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take, drink. This is the new blood. This is the cup of the New Testament shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So that the words which make the Lord's Supper valid are the words of institution about what the Lord's Supper is. So... If someone doubts those words or has a confession that denies those words, namely, this is my body given for you, or this is the blood of the New Testament shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, someone doubts those words, they do not have a valid sacrament. So the Reformed, while they say that in the Lord's Supper you have a spiritual communion with Christ, that your heart ascends to heaven to commune with the Christ, that his divine nature is present, they deny these words, this is my body, and this is my blood. And therefore, they do not have a valid sacrament. Okay. Now, uh, th- th- I like this distinction you set up, uh, that baptism is based on the Trinity. So even, uh, may- I'm maybe making a parallel uh, to those churches who don't believe in the, in the Trinity, but they still use the words. So you, ever, you go ask, you know, uh, you go ask Glenn Beck if, uh, you know, about, about baptism or, or Mitt Romney or one of these guys. <laughs> right, right. Uh, man, Glenn Beck is, is all over the news lately. He's, He's going did, crazy, oh, that Mormon. Uh, too bad we didn't have time for a Tinkman's in the news, but uh, but you but you go to the you know if you were to be able to witness a Mormon baptism, they would they would still use the words in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you ask them what they mean, 
uh, do you believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three in one? And they're going to say, no, we don't believe in that. Right, right, right. And yeah, so, so their denial of the Trinity invalidates their baptism. Right, so, so Mormon it's, it's, not just, it's not just the, the vocables, uh, right. but, but there's meaning behind the words that you use. So right, right. you go, to, go down to um, uh, the Baptist church where they're having the Lord's Supper, and they might even use the words of institution, but it's not the, the, the mere fact of using the vocables uh, that... Uh, that makes it the sacrament, but but what do they believe in these words that they use? Right, that's right. And I and I've never actually seen that. I mean, every time I've seen a Lord's Supper in the uh, in a memorial church, it's been. Um, now uh, remember, this is just a symbol. This isn't really the Lord's body. I mean, there's always that like a disclaimer, kind of, um, buffer. There. <laughs> disclaimer in coming to the sacrament. Right, uh, that's right. This isn't real. <laughs> objects on altar may seem further than they appear (laughs) there's a theological bumper sticker for you oh man all right 200 points for you thank you oh wait no no no, i noticed how generous i'm gonna be just an an extra 100 for not cracking open the confessions while doing that so hey 900 I'm going to, you know, uh, this act, that question actually came up at a pastor's meeting, and someone said, what do you mean the Reformed don't have the sacrament? And I was like, Whoa. well, look at here in the confessions. and Oh, well, there you go. Do you want, them, you want me to send them the study guide? <laughs> yeah, please. I, I notice how your questions are completely avoiding this top, topic of depravity. <laughs> oh, we, we didn't talk about that in Dog 3, huh? Mm. All right, you ready for another one? Ready. Is this our last segment? Are we almost done with this show? This is crazy. Are you Go looking forward to the end or what? No, no, it's oh, just okay. I, we don't have any time. <laughs> all right, here, this, is a, this question is another question that comes all the time, all the time. Uh, Pastor, I don't need to go to church to worship God. Respond. <laughs> Respond. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, we'll talk about it theologically before I talk about how I, how I would uh, address this person. Um, but, but theologically, we, 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 we need to understand um, that... That, that the Lord gathers his people to distribute his gifts, uh, that, that, that he attaches the forgiveness of sins uh, to word and sacrament. Of course, they're going to say, oh, yeah, you can, you can have the word in your home with my Bible, you know, and, that, and that's true, but you, you don't really have the sacrament there. Um, uh, but but the, the, the normal use of which the, the Lord has, has established to, to give his people his gifts of life, salvation, and forgiveness has been through word and sacrament. And where do we find that? It's in the church. And so uh, it, it seems, so maybe to, to address this person, maybe you say, okay, you're right. But what is, maybe at the heart of this is, is what is worship? What is our theology of worship? Uh, is if our worship is about w- we're giving to God our praises to God, if that's if that's what worship is, you can do that anywhere. That's right. You, you can praise God uh, no matter where you are, and and you should. But uh, if our understanding of worship is is the gifts that we receive from God, that He would He would enter this world in human flesh to die on a cross and to spill His blood for our forgiveness, and then institute. This forgiveness through means, through word and sacrament, and he's giving them at a, at a, at a church or uh, where where uh, his word is proclaimed. Then that's where we want to be to worship him because that's where we receive his gifts. Right, that's right. That's nice and well said too. Uh, so how do, how do you think you have that conversation with someone? Um, I, I think I, I think I would ask, well, what uh, what is worship? Uh, what, what's yeah. our, what's our understanding of worship? Yeah, yeah. 
because it's true. I mean, you do have there's there's I mean there's a bunch of errors kind of all piled on top of each other. Uh, so you have the error, uh, the confusion of law and gospel with the topic of worship, that which you pointed out very well. You also have the error of gnosticism, oh, or you might go. say gnosticism, <laughs> uh, which is that uh, it's all spiritual, not physical. You know, mm-hmm. so despising the physical means, uh, the voice of preaching and the gift of the Lord's Supper, uh, and these very concrete sort of things. Um, uh, uh, and all of this, so the, the, those are those are all there. And but normally, I think Evan, this is um, that this is these are this is a theological excuse to pure laziness most of the time. So maybe it's, sometimes it's a theological excuse to um, a bad theological excuse for covering up some sort of hurt that someone had in the church. But normally, I think it's laziness. So then you can ask questions like this: Well, why why did the, why does the Bible say, uh, "Don't forsake the meeting together"? as some are in the habit of doing, or do you, what is the third commandment? Or how do you keep the, the command of our Lord Jesus, do this often, uh, when you're not doing it ever, <laughs> hmm. uh, to take the Lord's Supper? So to, so, to, so to put the question back now, I mean, to let the Lord, to let the Lord Jesus, uh, his, his speaking have sway there, you know, um, if, if what you're saying is true, then why do we have the third commandment? Um, why did Jesus establish the church, yeah. and why did He call me to preach, etc.? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that so that now they're that now they're faced now that they're not arguing with um, now they're not arguing with you, but they're arguing with the Lord, who would who would, as you said, wants to give them His gifts. That's right. Uh, it's hey, two hundred points for you. All right. Oh man, the final score then five hundred and nine hundred. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> Thanks for thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio, <laughs> where the points are like going on a diet and then going to the state fair. <laughs> You've been matter. listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. That's one eight hundred three eight five S O L A. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.